0: Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11, chapter 1 verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence in things not seen. One playwright writes write when you see white, when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief, but no one else believes. Dr. King says if you believe, don't believe in something, you'll call for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. Today is February the 9th, and the gang is back. Deb and Craig, how's, how's it? Hey, how are you doing? Hi, how are
1: you? Oh, my God,
0: so great. <coughs> <laughs> it's like such a long, long time. I don't know if it's been one week or two weeks that we've been At out.
1: least a couple.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A couple of weeks. Yeah, Deb's been traveling, and uh, Craig, you're getting over a back injury. So yeah. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a, you know, we're, we're all getting up there, so we have to just take care of ourselves. Yeah, fine. we have a
1: respite from the rain today, yeah.
0: which is good. Exactly, and fortunately, being on the West Coast, we're not subject to the, although it's cold, but it's not as cold as the East Coast. It's cold for us. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: In any case, we're going to dive into First Corinthians, I believe 13, is that right? 13,
1: 3 through 13, no, right. 4
0: through 13. Right. Uh, but before we do that, let me um, engage us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning. We thank you, we love you, we we thank you for blessing us with your word and blessing us with the energy to praise your word and to spread your word out to, to everyone who's listening. We thank you for everything that you've done for us in our lives, even the things that we don't uh, know, that we take for granted, just waking up in the morning of being able to go to a job and having our family and friends around us who really love and care for us. And we bl- we ask that everything that we say, everything that we do, everything that we are, is blessed with the love of you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 <laughs> right.
1: So I picked this section today because Valentine's Day is coming up. Yeah. And um, one Corinthians thirteen is often used at weddings. I, mean, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes at funerals. No. Mm, days yeah. Two. Um, so, we use it for um, man, you know, human love, but it, Paul was writing about godly love. But let me read it to you. So, this is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 13. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It is not rude, it is not self seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror, that we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love.
0: Wow. Very powerful.
1: Yeah. So, Corinthians. And for those of you who have heard other podcasts where we have verse from Corinthians, you'll remember that Corinth was basically a den of iniquity. There was a lot of money flowing around. There were, like, many temples of Venus which is brothels, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. lots of drinking. And mm-hmm. so when Paul went there to find a church, it was kind of like like when preachers you know, first went to Vegas, they're like, sin, <laughs> immorality, <laughs> let's start a church here. Yeah. And it ended up being one of the biggest satellite churches um, outside of, of their home
0: area. Wow. And we've talked beforehand about Paul and his having issues dealing with the Corinthians, even those who are, you know, uh, invested in the church. Like, well, you know, we've been invested, you know, we were Christians, you know, or we worship God when we were Jews. And then there were the um, the Gentile Christians, and there was a tug of war. How did we worship Christ? How did we not worship Christ? And there was all, there's always been a tug of war within Corinth. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: So it's interesting where he's like, love is not this, it's not this, it's not this. And then love is this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of talking us through how love is essential, God's love. Yeah. And how it's effectual and how it's that last part where it's like, I I don't know now, but I will know it in in heaven is what he's implying.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. And it's eternal. Yeah, the last part of it, uh, the verses, um, um, what is it, uh, 12? Yeah. Forward, It's really deep. Yeah, talk about really, that. Really deep. Um, well, I can't. I can't help but think about the preamble to this, which we didn't read. Which he says, like faith. Yeah. Faith. We have faith. But mm-hmm. it's not going to do everything for you. <clears throat> you know, I, I, yeah. it, you can't just. You know, you can't just rest assured uh, that you know what if you believe in something that that's going to you know carry you through to the very end. And then he talks about in this very in part the. Twelve, the, the partiality. You're, yeah, you're part divine, but you're going to be fully divine. And the whole reflection and mirror thing. I think we've touched upon that in other verses, but it yeah. just, it, it's what is that? I don't know. What is that mirror when you look into like two mirrors and it's a mirror upon a mirror and it just kind of reflects over and over and An over. Infinity mirror. And you know something like that. Yeah. There's a word for it, but it's it it it's kind of like that. It's it's almost. You know, it's almost unable. Uh, I'm okay. unable to grasp it intellectually. It's something that you know, you have to use faith to get to. To get and, to the love. To get to love. I'm he talks about faith, hope, and love. Because <coughs> yeah. reason's love, but you know, the other two are essential. But mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, they're they're merely stepping stones. Yeah. You have to mm-hmm. get to the love. Get to the love. You know, <laughs> you, you you know yeah. like, like the child growing. Yeah, and, and maturing, mm-hmm. you know,
0: it's, I don't know, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful verse. Yeah, I'm struck with the very, very first part, and Paul emphasizes what happens when we don't have love. Mm-hmm. If, if I speak into, I'm reading 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. That I have a gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Mm-hmm. If I give all I possess to the poor, and give over my body to the hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. So that's very powerful, and I'm. It reminds me of so there's so many people, and I have to admit I face that you know in my life where I give something to someone, but I sort of hold back. It's not a full, because I think of love as a sacrifice. If we, if we talk about love as a Christian to other people, um, where you hold back your emotions for whatever reason. Maybe you're trying to protect yourselves, but you do not have you know the full love or whatever. Maybe it's just like a, just a well, I'm going to give something to someone. I'm going to say something nice to someone, but it's going to be sort of half-hearted. And mm-hmm. I think Paul is warning us, you're not... You're not, you,
1: fully exactly. You're not fully experiencing God's it. love.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah, I wrote, like, uh, when I was contemplating this, um, love is the measure of all things. You know, mm-hmm. we hear that yeah. a lot. Um, and that, you know, to what you were just saying, preaching without love is just kind of noise. Exactly. Praying without love is just a speech. Yes. Um, giving without love is just a ceremony.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. And I'm, I'm struck by the other things, like saying, like, yes, we can proph- prophecy. Yeah, we can project <coughs> our ideals about the way we would like to see the world or the way we would like to see our world or mm-hmm. the people that we care about, you know, or the world itself. We can prophecy. But that's not really going to get the job done because prophecies, you know, come and go. Mm-hmm. They're either right they're wrong. And then he says knowledge. You can gain a great deal of knowledge. And that's tumbling down, too. I mean, you know, things you know today may not be true tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's this kind of, you know, gamble that, that he's putting forth. He's saying, like, yes, you have faith. And yes, you have hope. But if you can't, you know, use those things mm-hmm. to care to care in these specific kind of ways. Don't be jealous. Don't take, don't make lists of, you know, who who you owe and who owes you. You know, these. these
1: yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's saying these are the, this is how God loves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if you, you need to try to love in this manner, because like mm-hmm. God, sh- God, love is patient. Like, I feel like we could replace love with God. God is patient. God is kind. Mm-hmm. God does not envy. God does not boast. God is not proud. God is not rude. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I feel like Paul is saying, you know, because this is a letter to the Corinthians trying to get them to come to church and, yeah, yeah. and to be good Christians. So I mm-hmm. think he's saying human love isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And these are all the ways that it fails to meet this aspect of divine love. And this is how God... Mm-hmm. loves us unconditionally. And and you know that phrase, agape? Yes. So there's a church the God, that, Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so an unconditional love yeah. is what the Greek translation is.
0: <coughs> yeah, the Greeks have three. Uh, agape, platos, platonic love, love of man, and, of course, eros. Um, and I'm struck with the mirror. It's just like what you were saying, Craig. Um, and Paul is sort of pushing Christians, you know, or these people coming to church. It's like, listen, if you think that you're loving... Really, take a look at yourself, which mm-hmm. I think parallels the mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks about when I was a child, I talk like a child. He's talking mm-hmm. about listen. That we haven't, you know, we can enter the church as infants. That's fine, but you have to grow up, you and you mature. have to evolve. Yeah, and your love has to evolve. Mm-hmm. And looking in the mirror, you have to examine yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you really love? How really do you look at your fellow man? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I, I, I'm just <clears> assuming <throat> I don't
2: know the intricacies or the. You know, the Roman worships of Venus or Eros or all that. But uh, it seems to me that they associated, or, or at least what I'm inferencing here, is that they must have associated love, mm-hmm. the ideal of love, with beauty and adoration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adoration of what's external. Yeah. And even if they're looking at each other and themselves, they're adoring what they find beautiful within themselves mm-hmm. and kind of trying to nurture that in a way. And he's saying that it's, it's a little bit deeper than that. It's it's. it's a little bit deeper than deep. worshipping
1: the whores at the yeah. temple of Venus.
2: Are just worshipping or being worshipped for uh, things that... Our ideal of beauty or ideal, you know, the the superficial part of it. The superficial part of it. And I'm sure that's a gateway towards, you know, I mean, you know, hey, you know, when I find somebody attractive, I'm going like, hey, this is this is the gateway to like passion or or the gateway to joy or the gateway to happiness or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think he's like necessarily saying like, you know, uh, that's that's all that is true. However, that's a childish point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, And a childish point, like you said, Reg, a childish point of view with faith and and the best intentions Mm -hmm. uh, can get you through the door of the church. But if you want to stay there and actually get something out of it, then you have to kind of like expand your idea of that. And um, and this doesn't, I mean, it's just, even in this English translation, I'm sure there's thousands of translations that made it up to here. Mm -hmm. But even in this English translation, it's like, Man, such a beautiful message, a beautiful poetry, in my, I, and there's still something kind of mystical. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can talk about it, we can ruminate on it, and yeah, ex- and take it to you know wherever we'd like to take it to. Does your version, because I read the NIV, yeah, have any major differences? It does. It has a lot of major differences, but it's my version is more like
0: plain language. Uh-huh. You know, um, and. Like, You're looking at NIV, right? You know, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like there's like some slight, slight changes it's in yeah. mine and yours, but just like
2: a couple of words, but it's basically the same. Uh-huh. And, and it, like, for instance, in verse 12, it says, Now we see a reflection in a mirror. Then we will see face to face. Now I know partially, but then I will know completely in the same way I have been completely known. Mm. And, you know, I, it's it's weird. It's kind of like... it's kind of like saying God sees everything about you.
0: Yeah.
2: Everything about you, warts and all.
0: hmm
2: Even the stuff you try to hide from him and yourself and others. He completely knows you. And you're going to be able to see with, you know, with, with these tools mm-hmm. as completely as as you are known. I mean, you're going to be able to love others in some kind of very holistic
0: Yeah impartial way. I do wonder, and I know usually when you bring up these subjects, Deb, you usually have a question for us. So, uh, I don't want to preface that. (laughs) You wonder what my question is? Yeah. Well, uh, I have
1: a couple of questions. One, because my exposure to this verse has always been at weddings. Mm, I, I didn't, like, just read the Bible and was like, oh, no, where um, I've
2: heard it too. Yeah. And
1: so my first question is: How many weddings, like, have you been to? A lot of weddings where you've heard this verse, and w- was it impactful?
0: Or I have to say, I've never heard it in a wedding. I've been to a lot of weddings, but this—I uh, I love Take Six, and uh, Take Six was very big in that late in the early '90s, and they were an a cappella group that focused on gospel. And there is, I think, it's a uh, give love. Um, I think that's the name of the song, and they had that vibe in oh, uh, it. Oh, well, they're doing it. they're doing this verse. Yeah. yeah. What What, what about you, Craig? Um, yeah, that's where I that's where I
2: associated with her, you know, and, and I never really thought much about it, because you know, weddings you're kind of distracted by all the stuff that's going on, mm-hmm. the emotions, all the little oh, look, look, doesn't she? Doesn't the Ring bearer, the flower girl, looks so cute, and, mm-hmm. and look how nervous you know everybody mm-hmm. seems, and you know you're, and so they they say these things, or usually the the uh, the officio sure says these things, or sometimes the bride and groom will like you know exchange these verses, and you know it's almost like. You don't really hear it because yeah. because everything else is going on. It just seems like oh, that's a nice little hallmark. It's a nice poem. Oh, that's a nice little hallmark card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? And so it
1: seems like it belongs in a different part of the
2: Bible. Yeah, you know, yeah. because it's it is. I think so they should exotic. say this at the reception afterwards. Everybody after everybody's done everything <laughs> yeah. and had all the fun. It's kind of like yeah. okay, let's get serious. About let's remember it. why and, people and, and, are and break this down and, and mm-hmm. take it apart. And, you know.
1: Yeah, our friend Kate. Um, she and Dave mm-hmm. had this uh, as part of their Kate Dunlop yeah Kate, Dun- Kate name, to artist yeah, uh, yeah they, yeah,
0: they yeah, used this
1: verse they used this yeah. verse and I just remember like I, I wasn't thinking of it as God's love at that point mm-hmm. um And I just remember, like, crying because it was so beautifully laid out.
0: Yeah. Paul is very personal. He's one of my favorite of the the apostles and of the Bible verses. I mean, because a lot of the Bible can be very dense or very just factual. You talk about how I think it's either... Matthew or Mark, Mark is really just direct to the, the mom is, is sort of like a like a cop, and you 're reading a cron just the, facts, <laughs> yeah. but Paul is very personal, you know he, he it 's like writing a personal letter to me it 's like listen, I know what you 're going through, and you know this yeah. is let me try to break it down, yeah, and I think he 's relating to God or at least he 's trying to get these people to relate to God in a more human fashion it 's like listen, you know. If God is an abstract thing that you can't recognize because you can't see Him or feel Him or you know whatever, yeah. look at look at how we relate to each other. Mm-hmm. How do we love each other? How do you love yourself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you hear you know love is is patient, not patient, kind, and love is not boastful. Yeah, these are we can relate to this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that was my next question. How How do you relate? So. For our listeners, we're all currently single. Yes. And um, so given that Valentine's Day is coming up, I was also thinking about how can we relate to this verse? Like how in the world of, say, Internet dating Mm -hmm. does this
0: be grounded in your life? Well, I can think, and I've definitely thought about this because I know how – Usually Valentine's Day is a wonderful thing where you can, you know, buy flowers and all that sort of stuff. It can be really, really tough when you're single because I miss giving flowers. I miss, you know, calling people and, you know, dates and all that sort of stuff. And I tell myself, okay, I've got to brace myself cuz it's, you know, the day's coming and, and what what yeah. you. <laughs> so the specific question I have like how do I relate this? I guess the specific question I had, not to twist your question, but no. what has prevented me from really, you know, having and I remember thinking I, I had two thoughts on uh, one. I remember I there was one I had a girlfriend at one time and I bought her flowers and she's like, Yep, I know you got the flowers, bring it here. Okay, plop put it there and On
1: there. Valentine's Day or some other day. Oh no, it was on uh-huh. Valentine's Day.
0: It was like, Yep, the minute I came in I was like, Well, you know, maybe I can surprise her and you know put a smile on her face. She was like, Yeah, I know. Just give me the flowers. (laughs) It was was just automatic. And that's just how she looked. She was very blunt. Okay. was was like, like I think she got a good pass there. (laughs) (laughs) But but it reminded me how sometimes we sort of take for granted the very people that are around, especially the people that we love, until they're gone. Yeah. And something as automatic as flowers, like I hear the commercials all the time, flowers are twenty nine ninety nine. come on, fellas, you got to buy the flowers. And I'm sure there are plenty of women who are like, oh, for God's sake, he's just going to give me flowers and, you know, a box of candy and, okay, and that's it. And, and it becomes very routine. I had a friend of mine, she had a long-time relationship with, a, 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 she, had, she had a long-time marriage. And she told her husband, listen, our marriage has gotten really, really stale. And I'm thinking that. There's just no magic. And so when I come back to the question of, you know, what is it about this verse that can apply to our lives, and even the mirror analogy, sometimes we have to reexamine who we are and what we have in our lives, our loved ones, Mm -hmm. and reestablish what it was that made us love that person, what it was that makes us love ourselves. Who are we? My father once told me you can't love anyone unless you don't know who you are. If I don't know who I am, how can I express myself to someone who I'm dating? You know, it's kind of like a it's, it's like a car salesman. You know, I'm going to sell you this car. Okay, well, what's in the car? Oh, uh, uh, let me see. what's you know, I got to know who I am.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and a lot of times we, that always fluctuates. We don't know who we are.
2: I think, I think by by examining especially that last part. Yeah. Saying you know that God loves you and yes. knows you. Completely, not just partially. Yes, completely. Yes, and loves you for all of it. I think what Paul is saying is like, and and we do. We get these heightened expectations, especially around Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, thinking like, you know, oh my God, I really need to like get, the, get this crap together with my relationship. Maybe now's the time I can do this. I'll go see get some flowers, whatever. Yeah. But um, I think what we I think what we try to do is we build an expectation. In ourselves, mm-hmm. and we don't live up to it, or at least in my experience, I build an expectation in, in myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I say about a relationship. About yes. a, about a relationship, uh, I, you know, and uh, I'll say like, "Hey, baby, um, think of a boat, and uh, you know, the tide comes in, the tide goes out, but there's like a watermark, you know, that that's on that boat, and uh, even though it's not, the water's not up to that level, you know, the water can get up to that level." Um and you know, and I'll try to maintain that ideal mm-hmm. you know, that watermark that whatever respect or disrespect or, or that happens, you know, mm-hmm. throughout, um, let's keep this let's keep this high hope,
0: yeah, that uh, and, and this expectation going. And you know, I haven't lived up to that. Yeah. I have and uh well, we, we and are famous for overhyping yeah. ourselves.
2: Overhyping, exactly. So, you know, well,
0: uh, what I what I feel is though as Paul is saying recognizing here, like, yeah.
2: You know, you have this faith, and you have this idea, you have this knowledge, you have this prophecy. You have all these things that are, and you have all these hopes and dreams about what you'd like things to be. But love is about forgiveness and about getting, not you know, about recognizing you're not always going to meet those expectations. Yeah. And it doesn't mean to go away. Mm-hmm. It just means you've got to try harder. Yeah. And you got you, you you got to forgive those who don't meet up to that. Standard either, yeah. I mean, or sometimes you have to ask for forgiveness. I mean, yeah. this is, yeah. this, is, this, is yeah. this is
1: sometimes you have to forgive yourself. And this is yes. tough
2: stuff. It's not mm-hmm. easy to do. Yeah. But in the last part, he says, like, you know, God sees you. He sees all those imperfections. He knows, you know, that <laughs> <laughs> like you're getting it halfway right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he you sees know? you completely. Yeah. So yeah. My, a friend of mine, Dave, has started dating this new woman, and yesterday he was feeling really anxious about. What, you know, when she figures out all my flaws, like, what is she going to –
0: my anxiety. And I'm like, okay. So
1: I sent him this meme, and I it doesn't have – it says it's from Alter Ego. But this tied into this verse for me because, as you both pointed out earlier, and you just pointed out, Craig, it's like God loves us completely no matter mm-hmm. what kind of craziness, anxiety, flaws we have. And so I sent him this little thing. They say love is blind, I disagree. Infatuation is blind. Love is all seeing and accepting. Love is seeing all the flaws and blemishes and accepting them. Love is accepting the bad habits and mannerisms and working around them. Love is recognizing all the fears and insecurities and knowing your role is to comfort. Love is working through all the challenges and painful times. Infatuation is fragile and will shatter when life is not perfect. Love is strong, and it strengthens because it's real.
2: Yeah, Wow, powerful. Yeah, so. yeah, They say you can you can fall in love in three weeks. Three uh, weeks? <laughs> uh, huh. Yeah. They huh. say, like, yeah, it's easy. <laughs> you know, I, I think we be, have to open <laughs> ourselves up to that <laughs> one. That's going to take but, but some but work. I can, but, but the <laughs> point being is, like, <laughs> yeah, you can, but to, to, to stay in love.
0: Right, exactly. Uh, or yeah. like to
2: stay, stay with love,
0: or to be yeah. loved, or, yeah. to, or to love. Well, yeah, that's work. My dad, my, yes, dad it yeah, work. Yeah. my dad told me, you can talk to someone for a year and not know them. Mm. You can talk to someone for an hour and know everything about them that's, because that's of the true. level of communication, you know, how much you expose yourself and how much the other person, and how much you listen. When I think about the phrase love is blind, I think it, it applies only to those who look at love in a superficial way, which I guess is infatuation and lust. You know, mm-hmm. you can... Um, You know, a lot of people say, I wish I were blind so I wouldn't make the mistakes that I make, you know, falling in love with someone who's got a hot body or something like that. Because if I were blind, I can actually hear them and hear, you know, what they're telling me and all of that sort of stuff. I think if you really focus on what love really is and, like I said, loving yourself and knowing that person and loving someone, not just when days are wonderful, but when things are really, really hard.
1: And forgiving yourself for being human.
0: Exactly. You know, like the loving yourself part is extremely important. Yeah. And Paul talks about that in the very last part of it, you know, when he talks about looking into a mirror. Yeah. You have to see yourself, and sometimes that's scary. We don't want to look. We've talked about this. If you can't see yourself, then you can't unhide
1: all of the things Mm -hmm. that the other person also needs to accept in you.
0: Yeah. I I had a quick question. Yeah. And it's an abstract question. Is it possible that sometimes we are scared, afraid of love? Possible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Yes, I would say
1: most of the majority of time I think that people are afraid.
0: I mean, are there times where we run away from love? We run away from someone who sees us so deeply. I mean, there are some people in our lives who are almost God-like. I mean, I, I think about my aunt. I have an aunt who actually, she came to see the show, and she's an ordained minister Ma, in Georgia. And even when I was a kid, Georgia could see through me. She knew everything that, you know, like, oh, I know what you did. You know, I know what your grades were. You know, how did you do in school? You know, um, and I'm like, oh, I did great. You know, my third grade teacher, no, I already talked to your third grade teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I know what's going on. And there are people in our lives, especially people who love us, who, who are with us every day, who know us. And they care enough to know everything about us. Sometimes it would be a very scary thing. And uh, can that be, there are people who run away.
1: I think I think if Come you mind. find somebody who can love you unconditionally, mm-hmm. sometimes that's overwhelming. Yes. Right? To some people. Well, it's impossible, really.
2: To well, love someone unconditionally? Of course. Unless you're a dog. Yeah. I mean, that's impossible. You were asking about fear, and I'm... Mm-hmm. Totally uh, immersed sometimes and have been uh, in fear and anger and other real emotions. These are real emotions, and they're valid, and uh, they're a part of our lives. But I look upon those emotions as ways of putting on clothes or putting on armor or putting on or toughening up and and, and putting on an exterior so that you don't get hurt. Right. I'm afraid, so I'm not going to do that stuff, all right? Right. Pissed off, and I'm going to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Um, once you start stripping away those things mm-hmm. in your life through self forgiveness, through you know, through worship, through prayer, to, through trying to persevere, and take off that armor, and start stripping away those layers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the real emotions are important. They were there to protect you. They were there to. But what are they covering up? And mm-hmm. I think we all have the capability of love. Yes, I think even. People that we think like and, oh my God they can never love anybody look at them, I think I think we can all have the capability of love but it does you do need to take the clothes off you do need to strip away the armor, it and that's hard. Some people can't do that. Some some people you know expect
0: others to do it for them. Yeah. You know and you know and sometimes that that's mm-hmm. very worthy. You know? It's always easier said than done yeah. and I think the uh, the the trick that. Some of us believe in the devil, some don't. But I think the trick that, if you want to believe, the the the, the lie is that if people saw my imperfections, saw my uh, my misgivings, they would run away from me. And sure, that may be true of some, but for those who really, truly love you, they will accept you just as you are, just as God does. God knows our imperfections. Exactly. He knows, you know, the scars and, you know, some of the horrible things that we, you know, we may have done or whatever. So it's easy to put on that armor and to cover up as if we're putting on makeup to cover up, you know, the blotches and all that sort of stuff. But eventually when we love someone and someone loves us, when we allow them to come into our, I I use the analogy of a home. It's like, okay, I'll let you in my living room, but don't go in, you know, don't go in the closet or don't go in that room. Mm -hmm. When someone actually goes into each of these rooms, if we're brave enough to allow them to see all of what is the phrase? Unpack
1: your baggage. Yeah. Unpack your
2: baggage. Yeah. I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the keys, the benefits, if you can do, make it in a really practical kind of way, mm-hmm. the benefits of self-forgiveness, the benefits of uh, addressing your issues and really, you know, addressing them, you know, say like, okay, I do have fear. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do have anger. I'm going to get beyond this and I'm going to not let it debilitate me from, you know, Trying to achieve an interaction with God, with a partner, with, with friends that you feel alienated from, or family that you feel alienated from. Mm-hmm. I think once you kind of, and we always talk about this muscle, this muscle of doing things, just do it. it you know, make it, you know, just make it happen. Even if you have, even if you have to just go through the motions, mm-hmm. you know, do it. If you, can, if you can get, if you can achieve a bit of that, it's a very attractive feature. I mean, it look, a lot of people call it confidence, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and if you're able to do it to yourself, you can actually forgive other people. You sure. can actually go like, hey, you know, I see, I see your faults and I see your, I, I see your missteps and I'm like, it doesn't freak me out. Yeah. It doesn't freak me out. You, you know, you, you yeah. know, whatever.
0: That's a wonderful feeling. You know, yeah. I, well, like, it's strength.
2: It's, 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 it's spiritual and emotional
0: mm-hmm.
2: strength. Yeah. And that's very that's a very attractive thing. Yeah, and you can have lots of you can have lots of screwed up things about you, but if you're addressing them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do people nowadays though? Like,
1: you know, I, I think about online dating. I think about how our younger generations are not interacting in person as much mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. How do they get to this place? Because their whole persona is. You know, they have a social media persona, right? Where they're like, this is what I'm presenting to the world, like you were saying. All those layers of clothing uh, or emotions or walls to protect themselves. But then how do they
0: get to unconditional love? You know, I think um, when I think about online dating, and (laughs) my profile's on there too. (laughs) It
1: takes so long to get to actually even a real conversation.
0: Sure, sure it does. And I just... um, it's funny, our generation I consider us the Generation X uh, generation, those born in maybe, you know, I don't Is think Is that what we really are? Aren't? Are do you consider yourself a baby baby boomer? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know what the actual like We're latchkey kids, you know, yeah. when we grew up and you know, our parents are like, Listen, I'm going to work and you know, stay here, here's something in the fridge and all that sort of stuff. You know, we we remember a time right. before Pre-PC. the internet. Yeah. <laughs> we remember the Atari twenty six hundred and you know the Come your PC. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Commodore sixty four. So and, you know, when we had to date, you know, we basically had to Go out, I don't know, either to a club or to a I don't know sock hop or something like that. A or sock hop a party? I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. You I went to a sock hop. A well, sock like hop. junior high school, you know, oh. you know, take your socks off
2: and. But
1: even just to interact with your friends, you had to go somewhere. It yeah, yeah. yeah. wasn't you like had to, go you had
2: to be at a
0: party or something. Yeah, you like didn't okay. text yeah. them or Facebook them. And we knew them. how to deal with rejection. It was like, okay, J- Jenny doesn't like me. Well, okay, I'll just have to, you know, go somewhere else, and that was it. And. I I think that today's generation, not, I don't want to poo-poo on the millennials, but social media has become sort of another uh, digital uh, facade mm-hmm. that protects us. You know, I see it all the time where I've got to clap back against somebody because they, they sent me a bad text on Twitter, or they, you know, they tweeted something horrible, or I'm getting such backlash, or they, the proverbial, they are saying bad things about me, so I have to say something back. And I'm like, what is going on? You don't need to okay, yeah. so people said something bad to you on Twitter or Facebook or you know You don't have to engage you not get enough idea. likes, what's the big deal? Yeah. Well I think, you know, I don't know I don't know. I mean,
2: maybe it, maybe it's it's just all about marketing. You know, mm. I think people are marketing themselves. I mean you you know, that's what you have to do. You have to kind of like say, Well, I'm writing this prose or I'm putting this picture on and then uh, Sure. And uh, <laughs> I'm hoping it shows all the good stuff, Yeah. maybe even a little bit of something that's real,
0: you even, know, even so that you feel like, you know, there's some authenticity to it. But, even, uh, even filters, you know, to cover up, you know, like they'll have these, like, cat yeah. things and it's like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know if you see it from the women's side, but if you if you have a male profile and see all these women, you know, some of them, are, you know, some don't even put their picture on there, like, well, you know. I'll do it when I am I feel protected or I feel safe enough to put my picture out there. If
1: if I see a man's profile where their picture is, like, without their shirt on or whatever, I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> forget it. Yeah. And this is, I, I think, hey, it's marketing. <laughs> to get back to what you were saying. Yeah, so is if somebody sends me a dick pic, but I don't oh, want oh, that either. you well,
0: are <laughs> not tempted by that, right? <laughs> no. So, in any case, getting back to your question, I think fear has a lot to do with it. Where yeah. If I feel protected enough to actually go on to Starbucks to see you, then I'll go ahead and do that. And I understand the fear, you know. And especially as a man, I'm learning to understand what women have to go through. So if it takes, I don't know, like ten conversations online for me to finally see you in person, okay, that's fine. I understand that. That's so uh,
1: (laughs) – I can't even stand that, though. (laughs) Like opposite from your experience online dating. I'm like, okay, let's go meet because – this, uh, this whole thing, this texting or yeah, I don't have time to waste <laughs> to like yeah. play, like answer a hundred text messages. Right. Let's just meet and then we'll know. Well, I, I don't. And know, then we can either move yeah. forward or move on. So maybe things haven't
2: changed a lot much. <laughs> you know, when <laughs> you I, would know, would well, well, I was to find out. yeah, Yeah. <laughs> Was in the market before, yeah. <laughs> uh, which was a while ago. Uh, you yeah. know, it was all about meandering. I mean, I would, you know, I would, I'd meander around and go like. Oh, um, oh, Debbie, I, 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 think she likes me, but I'm not sure. But I'm gonna take my time, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know, kind of like wander around her. And that's when I'm like,
1: no, this guy isn't for me. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just you know, but that's kind of. The but one that's one. just me. Like, like Reg was saying, I don't think most women want to meet right away. Yeah. Like You're I, right. they, they want to
0: be feel safe. Sure. Yeah. I'm just like, we'll meet in a public place, and -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) then we won't. And I think about the art of communication. Like, I mean, I I love writing. And, you know, you guys know how much I write. And I write journals, and I write plays, and I write music and whatever. And just the art of communication. I just don't know what millennials are learning in school as far as just being able to communicate online, just being able to put together a nice, you know, verb. Noun, verb, you know, <laughs> preposition, phrase, and all and that. what I can stuff. see they're not being taught that very well. And I can see that. And, you know, if digital media is where you're going to meet someone, your art of communication, the way you present yourself, means an awful lot. What you say, how you say it. You know, even, I've gotten even back to Shakespearean, you know, like uh, the sonnets, <laughs> to bring back the romance, you know, when I am like, hey, you know, what? why not? So I think about things like that. And um, to jump back into, you know, knowing who you are being able to freely express who you are, being brave enough to expose you, whether it be online or in person, realizing that you're a child of God and, you know, there's nothing, sure, there's plenty wrong with you, but also there's nothing wrong with you because you're a child of God, we're all children of God, mm-hmm. and I have nothing to be ashamed of or to be afraid of. Well, the one advantage of
2: reading this now in, in,
0: in my midlife mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, is, see- is that,
2: I'm not a child anymore, and I have put away childish things for the most part. Mm-hmm. And um, and I I feel as though I can really like okay you yeah you said here you go Craig you're gonna go out in this mess and start 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 mixing it up again and yeah I am, but uh, there's certain there's some things that I really feel very assured about, and one thing is is like I can say to somebody face to face you know look, like God can only love me as much as I'll let Him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I can only love you mm-hmm. as much as you'll allow it. Yeah, and whatever barrier, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that's what it is. And yeah. there's there's really kind of like not a not a whole lot of pussyfooting about it. I mean, <laughs> kind of like you know that's kind of that's what I know I can do. Yeah, because I know that that's where I get my strength, and that's where I get my confidence. It's like, you know, I know no matter what. You know, I'm, Fucked up, I am. You know, God, God loves me <laughs> as long as I'll allow Him to. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I can call on, you know, I can call on that and ask for assistance and ask for help, and it's all good. Yeah. And it's all good. You know, there's nothing, there's no kind of negotiating about yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Like, At like, it should be,
2: love does not negotiate. Because <laughs> that love should be another key. one, too. Yeah, and love, yeah, yeah. And love <laughs>
0: doesn't, doesn't, doesn't keep score. Exactly. Doesn't keep score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, and it cuts both ways, you know, being honest about yourself. It's like, listen, this is who I am. I love me and, you know, I've got bruises or whatever. And of course I'm still, you know, we all need to work on perfecting ourselves. Not because, you know, we're insecure or whatever, but, you know, I think that's just a natural course of everyone needs to look at ourselves and see you know, what we can perfect. But also at the same time, say, listen, I'm good enough. I should be good enough for you. I'm good enough for, you know, for God. Um, so, but also recognizing that that other person, you know, we don't want to be judged. We shouldn't judge either. So that's something to look at and look forward to as well. I have a feeling, you know, I have a feeling, you know, the people
2: that I interact with, you know, from what I've seen, you know, when I interact, I mean, I interact with a lot of people on a daily basis. Uh, most people have really good intentions. Sure. Yeah. You know, and a lot of them don't have confidence in those intentions. But they still put it out there. They still kind of hope for yeah. the best. They still kind of hope for the best, you know, for other people and themselves. I yeah. mean, it's kind of like maybe it doesn't get there all the time. Yeah. But you always see that, you know, man, you know, people really, bottom line, for the most part, you know, are, are striving to, you know, get to someplace positive. Yeah. I I was know. When I was
1: thinking about this, it just seems like such a romantics view of the world. Yeah, 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 and then so then I was trying to figure out how to make it more practical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how do I walk in that world? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I not keep score? Mm-hmm. How do I love someone with all their flaws and be patient and don't show irritation. I feel mm-hmm. like I practice that a lot with my mom, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, you know, yeah. sort of, yeah. and my niece, yeah. um, who I talked to for a long time. But, but I think for me, I kept coming back to love bears, bears all, believes all, hopes all, endures all. That that mm-hmm. feeling, and that replacing that love with God, the word God, God bears all, God believes, He hopes, thinking that through God's love and Christ's love in me, then I can bear anything. So if I just open myself up to a romantic love, Mm -hmm. um, and I I do, and and then I get hurt a lot, but I can still bear it because I'm looking for that other kind of love that's described here.
0: Yeah, and you brought up a very good point. You know, we think about love, of course, in Valentine's Day, those that we want to bring into our lives— but also loving people who make it difficult for us to love, whether it be, I don't know, someone at the office or a loved one that we live with or a family member or whatever. You know, when I, when I think about the people who irritate me, and I think I may have talked about this before, I usually hold back, and of course it, it took me years to sort of, you know, get this mentality to say, listen, what is it about this person that's really taking me off? Is it something within me that has a bias? Do I need to check myself? Maybe I need to really understand who this person is. And uh, that has really helped me. And I think it puts my thinking in a Christian perspective. It's like, this person may be pissing me off, but this person is a child of God as well. Mm -hmm. I've got to learn to love this person, too. be patient with them. Exactly.
2: Yeah. I think think a lot of times with me, I create expectations in others. Mm -hmm. You know? Because I feel like a lot is expected of me. And I don't always, like I said, I don't always live up to it. But I have this, I have certain expectations of myself. And you were talking about, like, well, how do you get beyond that kind of like barrier where you're expecting so much from others, you're expecting so much from yourself? It's not always just It's it's kind of disappointing most of the time, you know. Yeah. And I found that I don't know if it's this verse, it's another verse, but you know, <coughs> and and it has to do with the, the not bragging, not boasting thing. Uh, you know, I think in. I forget which verse it is, but uh, uh, one of the apostles would say, you know, Christ was teaching, you know, if you give somebody something, if you do give up, like, your coat or whatever to another person, uh, don't sit there and talk about it like it's a great deal. And um, just get over it. Just do it. Don't even think about it. You know, just do the kind act Mm -hmm. and go on and do another kind act. And I think just by this repetition of doing acts of kindness – or just acts of just like I'm not expecting anything from this. I'm just going to go like you know, hey, I'm going to say a good word about somebody who's having a struggle at work, you know, or at home, and they're maybe their life's bleeding into their work, and I'm going to say like, hey, they're okay, you know, they're just going through some stuff, or I'm going to or I'm going to help them and say like, hey, can I lift it up a little bit for you, you know, or you know. Whatever, whatever you can do, whatever little act of kindness you can do. Hey, you know, somebody was really nice to me the other day. I'm going to bring them, you know, some clementines. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go over to their, their desk and go, like, hey, I got these little things for you. They're co-cuties or stool softeners. You can call them whatever you want. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know and just, you know, just start walking, walking the walk. Just start walking the walk. Don't think about it and don't look back and go, like, hey, what a good boy am I. Mm-hmm. Just just do it. And do it, repeat. you know, repeated. Sure. Rinse, repeat. Yeah. And before long, mm-hmm. you know, you won't have to think about where the score is. You'll kind of say, like, well, I've been doing this for a long time. I, I, you know, My score is pretty good. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah.
2: And just go on from that.
0: You know, um,
2: it, I think when we have the expectations, like, I did, I sacrificed, I did all these things for you, and, you know, and expect something in return mm-hmm. a result. Like, you know, my mother, um, my brother, I, I, you know, worked my butt off to get her into kind of like some kind of, you know, physical therapy or a place where she could be in a community or mm-hmm. all this stuff. And mm-hmm. it just, you know, and I had this expectation, like, you've got to go to physical therapy. You've got to get together. Here, here's the opportunity. Look at all the stuff we're doing. Yeah. you. And it just never materialized. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, wow, God, how frustrating.
0: Yeah. I mean, after all, I've done. Yeah. 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 Can I share (laughs) a quick story? Sure. Since we're talking about moms. Yeah. Um, So I went to, I went back home, I think maybe five years ago. This is my second mom. And we're having some sort of a discussion, an argument. Uh, It was basically, basically old things. And I, it it was, I really, I was afraid, you know, being in my mid-40s. I was, but I said to her, listen, mom, I love you, but you're not making it easy. For me or us to love you, and she just blew up. She was oh. like, "What are you talking about, or whatever?" And I just sort of endured it. Much, much later on, she changed. It was something that she needed to hear, and it wasn't like I was saying anything horrible. But I was just really just making, you know, just making it true, uh, just putting it out there. Make it easy. If I'm not making it, if you know, if anyone listening or let's say friends or whatever, I try to make it easy for people to to approach me to whatever. I try to, you know, if I have a guard up or whatever, or if I have an expectation of someone and it shows on my face, I try to lower that. I try to make my proverbial door open. Mm -hmm. You can always come to me to talk to me to, you know, and let me help listen. I may not be able to help, but I'm always there. I try to make it easy for people, for me to come into their lives or what have you. Mm -hmm. and. I would invite that you know for anyone else you know if someone doesn't love you if you're frustrated this Valentine's Day, ask yourself this: Are you making it easy for people to love you? That's
1: a good question. Yeah, yeah. I think I overwhelm people with my unconditional love. Too <laughs> <laughs> wow. much. I do. Wow. I really do. Wow. I I had a relationship where, the this guy had a lot of issues that he mm-hmm. was needed to work through, and he questioned like like thinking. Everything I would do, mm-hmm. like, I wanted something in return. And I was yeah. like, yeah. no. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it, I think it was just overwhelming. In that in that relationship, it was
2: overwhelming for him to receive that kind of love. It's hard. He yeah. probably never be- had that type <laughs> of love. Yeah. He probably built his life on, on right. like, tit for tat.
0: Yeah. If I do this, you do that. Yeah, and he's, uh, got, and he's got a lot of walls. but. Yeah, and we can't confuse love with enabling. I mean, sometimes love means walking away. Yeah, maybe your mom just needed to uh, marinate on that. Because yeah. that's some pretty heavy stuff. <laughs> she did, yeah. and actually uh, the relationship
2: between not just her and me, but her and all of us grew. I mean, so she, yeah. so, it, so it was kind of like, hey, it, it, you know, you just kind of just like tear off all the layers and say, like, look, we all want the same thing here. You know, I mean that's kind of, uh, in a way, you know, you, you, maybe, you know, you, one could, I mean, maybe you see it as kind of like you had to kind of like pry open that door, mm-hmm. but once you did, it was kind of like, look, look at all the light that can come in here, yeah, you know, yeah, right. I mean look at the opportunity,
0: mm-hmm.
2: not just the obstacle,
0: yeah, and
2: I think you know when you when probably when you first said it to her, she was just like. Oh, you're just giving me obstacles, <laughs>
0: sure, sure. <laughs> Had to marinate on it a little bit. And I bit. think a lot of yeah. people are like that. There are a lot of people who do not have love in their lives, and they wonder why. And that may be something to look at. Just like what Paul says in verse 14, I believe it's verse 14. Um, uh, actually, it is uh, 13, 12. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Well, I think the mirror thing is, is very essential. Yeah. We always have to look at the mirror. So there's a lot of opportunity here. So if you're with someone this
1: Valentine's Day, um, practice patience and kindness Mm -hmm. and unconditional love with them. Um, If you're not with somebody, practice that with yourself Mm -hmm. and others that you encounter and, and just offer that kind of love up to the people around you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and if you have the opportunity, get mm-hmm. naked. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to Craig's Wine
1: Shop, buy some champagne. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and make it easy. Uh, <laughs> make, <laughs> make it easy it just life. a little boost. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm here to help. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, I, I just wanted to, I'm glad that we talked about this because I think that we're all Looking to find someone in our lives
0: mm-hmm.
1: here in the in Regis Studio.
0: Yep. <laughs> and for those who aren't celebrating with a loved one for Valentine's Day, you know, stay strong. Uh, know that you know you may think that you're not loved. You know that's a, that's a lie. That someone a lie. someone in your life does love you. Of course, God loves you. God will always love you. But there's someone in your life. Maybe you don't appreciate it. Maybe you don't. Think you about recognize it, it because you you're only it. focusing on what's
1: going on inside exactly. your walls.
0: But you are loved. Someone out there loves you and knows you. And um, maybe it's worth a phone call or a text message. I now, Forget about a text message. You call them and call say, them. Thank, <laughs> you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for loving me. Thank you for, you know, being there for me when you are there. Great. Yeah. Right? Sounds good. So okay, yeah. Shall okay. we wrap up? Yeah. yeah. Who wants to close us out? I'll do it. Okay.
1: Um, dear Heavenly Father... Thank you for gracing us with your Holy Spirit and love. Please provide us with the strength and um, encouragement to go out into the world and use the Holy Spirit to share your love with other people. Please help uh, protect anyone who is not feeling joyful or, or feels like love is absent from their life. And remind them how valuable they are
0: each and every day. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. That was a good one. (laughs) All right. And here is my blurb. Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe it all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had horrible experiences in the church, which have made you turn your back to God. You can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us. We're on Facebook, SoundCloud. That's where the podcast is. You can also write us directly. I have a uh, Twitter and also Instagram account. You can find me, Reg, space, Clay, and DL character for Deb. And share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible's been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up your iTunes app, click on Store. Go on the search engine on the upper right-hand side and search for it. you got to have faith, and you'll find us. If you use Android, download the SoundCloud app, or just go on soundcloud.com. Search for us, and you will find us. Thank you for listening, and God bless.